Greetings, greetings. This is Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 4 of my podcast, Through My Looking Glass. As you know, my podcast is dedicated to victims and survivors. And um, in thinking about that... I would say at least eight out of 10 of us are either victims or survivors. That's a large number. Some of us walk through life believing that we are above pain, sickness, but um, we just need to look in the mirror and think about it. So I was born in Jamaica. I grew up in um, New York. I went to New York when I was 12 years old. So I grew up in New York. But now I live in Massachusetts. I will tell you that I am a survivor of most most things you can think about except I was never a user of substance. So when you think about homelessness, abuse, sexual violence, domestic, all those things, I've been there verbally as well. But right now, I'm safe right now. And physically, I'm in a good place. Mentally, I'm, sometimes it's kind of tough. But I will tell you that I have taken control of my life. And I will not allow anyone to abuse me or to control me. Sometimes things that people say will affect me, okay, or will trigger something in me, but I work on just getting it back into into control so they don't overpower me or get me to a dark place where I don't want to be anymore. So that's a constant thing that I think that's as survivors we have to do you know and even victims I think sometimes in order to move from being a victim to a survivor we have to start practicing that when we're in the place of a victim and today I'm going to talk about Children living with depressed parents. Because that's something that's been on my mind. Kids have been on my mind all the time. I see them and I I worry about them. And I remember myself as a kid, you know, and my children. But before I start, I, I just want us to remember again how many of our brothers and sisters 
who was here last week, yesterday, this morning, is not here with us right now and is not able to say, you know, what they're feeling in the moment. So I want to say right now, I want to tell you how I'm doing right now. I am basically taking one step at a time, very slowly. In life, that's me in this moment. And I want to ask you, how are you doing in this moment? I hope you're safe and in a good place. And as I just said, it's very important for us to think about how we are in this moment. You know, it's important to know how we feel in this moment so we can take control of it. And if we need help, we can ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Because we help others. It's okay to let others help us. Okay? And I'm hearing on the news today, and news this week was talked about opioids. It's more and more people are dying from opioids. That's the number one. Why? Why? This country is just, you know, I feel like everything that you do, people feel like, oh, just take this and you'll be better, feel better. Just take this and you'll feel better. But just, there's no just take this this one time and you feel better because you're consistently using it and then you become addicted to it. And then all of a sudden it control your life. It control you. You become a victim. Of these drugs that you thought in the beginning was supposed to just help you just one time. So then you fall. And it's very hard getting up sometimes. And also, there's a lot of brothers and sisters living in abusive relationships. Abusive homes. You know, there's a lot of people locked in their house right now and can't go for a walk if they want to go for a walk. There's kids in in some of these homes that can't have a peanut butter sandwich right now if they want it. They have to ask and they have to wait. I've seen it. You know, it's hard. Children. We're not asked to be on this planet. Not asked to be here. They have to live under these conditions. So that's why I'm talking about children living with um, living with parents who are depressed. And as victims and survivors, the first thing we need is to be as healthy as possible. And we also need, if we do have children, we need to keep these children safe. 
We need to make sure these children are safe and healthy. And whether we believe it or not, children know what we're going through. They feel the energy, the karma that we're putting out. So when a parent is depressed, no matter if you think you don't show it to the kids, they know it. The kids become depressed too because they take that on, you know. They lose energy. They don't want to do the things they used to do. Think about it. And when you talk about little children, for example, little ones that might just be potty trained, you know, when that start on them, they might, you might see that they starting to wet in their pants or wet in their bed or pulling their, their pampers or not wanting to go to the potty like used to. They want to wear pamper all the time again. You wonder why you were just potty trained. They're telling you something, you know, not wanting to eat or go to bed, screaming for their mommies when they're away from their mommies or daddies. This can be daddies too. It doesn't necessarily mean mommies. Or when they're away from their parents, they just stay quiet. Just quiet, don't say anything, just looking. And older children, they might end up just staying in their room or just want to be on the phone all the time. You know, because these kids, they worry. They have fear and they worry. And they feel sad and hopeless. They do feel like that from time to time, you know, they do. And some parents are like, what's wrong with you? You got to look at what's wrong with you. You know, it's reflecting on them. So many children have fear and they worry and they feel sad and hopeless from time to time. And they may have strong they may have fears that appear at different times, like different development. Like, as I said, toddlers, younger children, you know, they're afraid of being away from their parents. They hold on to their parents. They do not want their parents to go. But the problem is sometimes when a parent is depressed, you know, they might hold the child real tight, yes, which the kid feels and want. But then at times the parents might not want the child to touch her, might not want to hug that child. Because sometimes when we're depressed, we just want to be alone. doesn't matter if it's a kid or whoever, we just don't want to be touched. No. So then what happens? Then the child become neglected. You know? It goes both ways. The parents can overparent the child, you know, and they and give them too much attention, want to do too much. 
and they can do it the other way. They might not give them enough attention, neglect them. So that means when they neglect them, they the, the child might not get to eat the way the child's supposed to eat. Child doesn't get to bathe. Child doesn't get to dress appropriately. You know, child miss school because the parent don't get up to get the child ready for school. You know? That poor child. What do we do? What do we do to support the child? When we are going through it ourselves, we have to, when we are able to, we have to remember that it's not the child problem. It's not the child why we are depressed. We need help. We need help. We need to help ourselves so we can help our children. We need to get help for ourselves so we can be better parents. Okay. And one of the things as being African American is a lot of us don't believe in having a therapist. But um I got away from that long, long time ago. I got one. Because I wanted to make sure that if I'm feeling away, I'm not exhibiting that to my children, you know, or find a positive way to do it. So they can be safe. They can be in a good place. And also get them a therapist. So they can have somebody to talk to. And I always tell my kids, if you can't talk to me, talk to somebody else. Tell me how you feel. You know, let's talk about it. It's so important. It's important to have family time. You know, me and my kids always play games on Sundays and I try to keep them in sports, those kind of things. Because when parents are depressed, sometimes the kids don't get to do the sports and the activities that they should be doing at their age. All they do is sit home or sit in their room being depressed while the parents is in here, her or his room being depressed. There's no bonding going on there. So when someone is able to come in and support the family, the parent is getting support, the child is getting support, so then we have a, a happier family. You know? Depression can kill. It does. You know? It's one of the leading costs, cause for suicide. Depression is not a good thing. It causes suicide in adults and it causes suicide in children. We need to really look into what's going on with our children. When I was looking on the CDC website, I found that they said in 2011 to 2012, there's more than one in 20 or 2.6 million U.S. children ages 6 to 17 years have anxiety or depression. 
And that was in 2011, 2012. You know. Depression can happen in children, in babies, in adults. So, as victims and survivors, believe it or not, there's a lot more of us than we think there are. Let's get some therapy for ourselves and our children. Keep our children safe. Identifying the problem. Admitting that we have the problem. And then get support. Okay. And if you if you have young kids, one of the things that they do is they pick up cigarettes, start smoking cigarettes, or hang out with the wrong group of kids, doing stuff that they're not supposed to, like shoplifting. You know, getting into trouble. Right. Depression is more than just feeling down or having a bad day. Okay. When a sad mood lasts for a long time and interferes with normal, normal things that we do every day, then we know we may be depressed. Okay. So, um, that's all I have today. Just wanted to just remind us that we need to keep those children, take care of those children because children can take on what we are exhibiting, take it on to themselves and try to fix it and then feel guilty if they can't do it, right? So if you feel sad, you know, or depressed, there is a number you can call. So National Suicide Prevention Outline, they have a new number, as I said before, it's 988. Easy to remember, 988. You can still call 1-800-273 to talk, 1-800-273-8255. National Domestic Violence, hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Or you can text at L-O-V-E-I-S to 22522. They'll ask you if you're safe, and you can text, which... I didn't have that when I was going through, you know, when I was living with my abuser. So it's great that they have the text option now. National Child Abuse Hotline, 1-800-422-4453. We can also text 1-800-422-4453. Right. And please protect those elders. Elderly Abuse Hotline, 1-866-363-4279. You can also go to the hospital if you need some help. And if you have a family member or friend going through a hard time, support them. They need you more than you can imagine. As we reach the end of this episode, I'm asking, how are you doing in this moment? I hope you're safe and in a good place. If you ask me how I'm doing, hmm, I am embracing the cold breeze and I'm learning how to be at peace. And as I say, taking it one step at a time. I'm asking you to please 
listen, share, and subscribe, and feel your how are you. I hope you enjoy children living with depressed parents. And if you know any, help them. Okay? So, again, thank you for listening to my podcast, Through My Looking Glass. Until next time, be at peace, stay safe. Love you.